0: Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. A program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. It's okay to cry. You can cry right now if you want to. Welcome to episode number... 115 And as I do every 5 episodes it is my time to talk to you one on one If you saw my Instagram video from a month ago or so I did one on crying and I was very open about about it and the The general principle is, it's okay to cry. In fact, it's great to cry. When you cry, you're releasing emotions, emotions, energy in motion. With everything I've been going through, and I've been very transparent about that on this podcast, crying has been essential when it first started you know I was scared I didn't know why I was crying because up until that point I would never really cried I cried after breaking up with a girlfriend or I cried um, if a movie touched me a certain way or a TV show but that's it I could say maybe I cried once a year twice a year And then all of a sudden, (laughs) I was crying every day. That's a big change. And like I told you in the last one-on-one talk, episode 110, um, I cried for seven days straight, late April. And then it just never really stopped. But then I realized it was a good thing. And I started trusting the process. I started trusting in the divine. And I started realizing that i I think it started... Uh, man. I want to say October 2020, which is about... Because I was talking to a girl... I liked her. She abandoned me for the most part, for a lack of better words, keeping it short. And then, you know, I jumped to the next girl, and I ended up liking her. And she eventually abandoned me too. <laughs> and and then I had an incident with my dad who uh, made a mistake. At the house and it, it was a sign of old age and it all came crashing down and I had this huge cry huge cry huge release and I remember like who the heck's gonna take care of me I gotta take care of all these people I got no wife I got no significant other what what am I supposed to do what am I supposed to do In doing that, I reached out to an ex-girlfriend who used to love me very much. (laughs) In hindsight, I can see that I was just searching to be comforted. My inner child was deeply scared and just shaken. Fast forward two, three months when I started going through my health scares and all that. um, One night, I went outside Um, because I was anxious and it was February and it was cold and the cold would make me not anxious. And one night I went out at like midnight and the next day I ran into my dad and he was like, what the heck were you doing out at midnight? He was like, I was really worried about you. You can't do that. But, And that really touched me. And I went out for my walk and I started crying in the middle of my walk. (laughs) Now, that's a real release. If you start crying and you're you know, not in the comfort of your own home, that's a good release. That's a natural release. So things were loosening up. And then, of course, again, come March. and March, it was happening. April, it intensified. By the time May came around, I was having these big cries, these big, big releases june july there there was times when i'd cry three times a day you know it got to the point where i could feel it in my stomach and i'd be like oh sometime today i'm gonna cry and if i didn't then i'd have trouble sleeping it's like energy just coming up and a lot of um spiritual gurus and, and and teachers will say that's Dissolving the pain body. I did an episode on the pain body like a year ago on this podcast. Dissolving the pain body. It's okay to cry. Even if you're a man. A man has tear ducts built in just like a woman. And so that means... They're there for a reason. If we don't let it out, then we repress it and we stick it back down. Think about it like a really, really messy and dirty basement. If you keep junking it up, it's just going to get so bad that it eventually comes up to the first floor. And it's going to come out on its own. And then it's on you to take responsibility to keep cleansing. It's an emotional cleanse. It's a purging. And of course when this happens your your mind goes negative because <laughs> the junk is coming up back to the top floor of the mind, right? So Understanding this is liberating so that you know what you're going through and you know that you're okay. You're just getting rid of it. It's not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong, life changes. Like you you don't really want to go out in public and party and see friends and stuff because you don't know if you're gonna end up crying. But this vulnerability is healthy in the sense of you know, this is what my my spiritual mentor Vishran calls openness when you're so vulnerable you're open you're not resisting anymore you're not closed anymore so for me you know it was the golden key really helped me a lot by emmett fox and then that merged into you know reparenting techniques that i learned from mark pelter who's also on this podcast. And then uh, then I discovered Ho'oponopono. And I didn't find it. These things, they just drop on my lap. You know, this is God's work, you know. Ho'oponopono is an ancient method of cleansing. It's reconciliation with the divine. And as soon as I heard the prayer, it hit me. And I had some really good cries those first few days doing Ho'oponopono. I took the course, got certified and all that stuff because I was just so interested in it. It's fascinating. The concept of Ho'oponopono is that you have three states of mind. There's the superconscious, and that's your spirit. Some people call it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it the higher self. Then there's your you know, your regular consciousness. that's your operator. That's your present moment awareness, your intellect. That's what, you know, drives, drives to the, the bus, you know You're using your regular consciousness right now just to listen to this. And the third state is the subconscious mind. We'll explore this even more when Andy, Andy Man from Andy Land, <laughs> comes on the podcast soon. And we'll get into it even more when Mabel Katz comes on. She's a Pono expert. And so the subconscious mind carries memories. And, you know... In Eastern traditions, this is called karma. And so, this is where our programming is, and this is also what many spiritual teachers call, and many therapists call, the inner child. Because it's holding on. When I learned this, it was very liberating. Because I started understanding that We're operating off of programming. And so again, go back to A Course in Miracles with Max Ryan. It was only a few episodes ago. That episode will correlate with this because in A Course in Miracles, the idea is that we're one. All human beings are one. The only thing that separates us is our programming, our personalities. So you and I are the same. You put us underneath the microscope, it's the same. It's just you're running off of your memories, and I'm running off of my memories. But they haunt us. They haunt us. It, that's why I prefer the word programming. It's programming. <clears throat> All your habits and patterns are programming. Okay? And that comes from the subconscious mind. So the idea of Ho'oponopono is to continuously clean the programming and keep coming back to zero as they call it which is in eastern traditions the void or emptiness present moment awareness when you're you're nothing you're just connected to the the, the divine Memories will haunt you. This is where PTSD comes from. And, and this is what I had. So all this darkness that I had to go through in February, March, April, and you know most of May. Those four months haunted me in June, July, and August. Because the memories kept coming back. Something would remind me of it and it would keep coming back. So I discovered Ho'oponopono at a good time because then I realized they were just memories. There was just new programming, even though it was only a few months ago, but it was new programming. And so it needs to be cleaned. And you need to understand, I needed to understand, that it was programming. So when you know that and you take responsibility, you can then start working on it. You see? It's like knowing you have, you know, a leak in your roof. Now you can start working on it now that it's you know it's there. You can fix it. I have a leak in the roof that's why that's why that analogy came to mind so your patterns your programming is all from your past a lot of it has to do with your parents your schooling all that and it's all repressed inside of you and so the cleanse the purge makes it start to come out and like Vishrant says you never know how much is there so there's no way for for me to say that it's over just because I'm feeling better would be arrogant because it realistically could hit me today, tomorrow, the next day I had a big purging uh, about five days ago I was doing good. I wasn't crying. Nothing. And then all of a sudden. I was on a walk. And I felt it coming. I was like. Oh. I got to get home. <laughs> I don't want to cry. While I'm on a walk. In pure daylight. So. I finally got home. I cried a little bit. Went upstairs. Started winding down for bed. Once I got closer to bedtime. It just came out. It was a big purging. And. And. You know, it's wailing. When I talk about purging and crying, I'm not talking about little sniffles. I'm talking about wailing. I'm talking about Rocky 3. Mickey just died. Okay? If you know about Rocky, look that up on YouTube. <laughs> Mickey dying, Rocky 3. That's what I'm talking about. Wailing. A grown man wailing. Because this pain is coming out. And the purging that I had about five days ago, that was loneliness. Now, After a while, uh, I can recognize what's coming out. Sometimes it's guilt. Sometimes it's loneliness. Sometimes it's frustration. Uh, In this particular time, it was loneliness. It just hit me like a ton of bricks and it just started coming out and yeah so the idea is to not let them back in and so there you go with hōpōnōpōnō, and reparenting these techniques and the golden key these techniques help you keep the garbage out and keeping the garbage out helps you release more this is Detox 101 if you're detoxing an alcoholic, you don't give him more liquor. Same concept. So you have to change your thinking. You have to not take your thinking so serious. Not identify with it. And when something comes in, you have to feel it. If, if there's a feeling, you have to feel it. Do not repress it. When you repress it, you can also end up with physical ailments just like we talked about on the the mind body syndrome episode with dan buglio that's an important episode too listen to that episode the last like 10 episodes are gold just give yourself the time this is like inner peace university right now (laughs) and you got the guy that's driving the bus me is actually going through it Whatever you want to call it, it is, I'm going through. And you're getting it documented right here. It's interesting because I, I I got some feedback from the last one, My Dark Knight, episode 110. And I'm like, wow, I don't even remember what I said because uh, these recordings are typically six to eight weeks ahead. I record them like six to eight weeks ahead sometimes. So I don't even remember everything that I said. And that's good. Again, with the memories. I don't want to remember it. I don't want to remember it. I want to erase. One of the great modern spiritual teachers is Michael Singer. He's a good one to listen to. If you want to learn this stuff. But you know his technique is relax. And release. When it comes up. Relax. And release. Let it go. Because you don't want it coming back in. You already got enough to deal with. You already got your programming. Yes. All those feelings you have. Where you... Blame others, you know, you think you're a victim, or you're super lonely, or you have a tendency to be needy, you know, all these, you know, anger, anxiety, all these things are programming, they are data, they are stored in your subconscious mind, and with ho'oponopono, you can hit the delete button, not on all of it at once, just little bits at a time. And it all ma- it matches with the golden key. It matches with um, reparenting. It's all kind of the same thing. And we clean it with love. We clean it with forgiveness. We cre- clean it with gratitude. This is openness. When we repress, we're just creating a pain body, and guess what? That's where murders happen. That's where rapists happen. That's where terrorism happens. That's where um, fistfights happen. It's just all repressed energy and people feeling like victims. Would there even be terrorism if there was no blaming and victimization? If somebody's bombing a country, it's because they feel like they're a victim. Oh, you victimize us. Now we're going to get you back. So everything is, you know, a game of told you so or, you know, tag you're it. That's why we don't have peace in the world. You only have peace within yourself. All of you have divine peace and divine love inside of you. But in order to get to it and stay there, there's a lot of cleaning. There's a lot of cleansing that has to happen. A ton. Yeah, I've talked to people about this dark night of the soul thing. And they're like, oh yeah, I've been through a bunch. I'm like, a bunch?! I'm like, I just want to get it all done now. And they're like, oh, don't do that. Don't don't think like that. Because it'll come, you know. But. I'm just. My philosophy right now. Is to just take it one day at a time. And try not to be too goal oriented. Just one day at a time. Clean and take responsibility. Ultimately. That's the key word to the. The whole practice is responsibility, taking responsibility. Finally, for the first time in your life, in my life, I am taking responsibility for the first time in my life from my stuff that I'm holding. And realistically speaking, I've lived a good life. I haven't had much trouble. So my stuff is mostly coming from ego and a place of lack, of nurturing and stuff like that. So I can only imagine what someone else with real hardcore trauma is going through. Someone that's been raped, someone whose house is burnt down, someone who's been in a nasty car accident or had a, a, a big illness or lost a parent at a young age. Like that's heavy trauma. What do they have to release? Do we really want to walk around being wounded? And having buttons? I'm telling you, I'm putting it out there right now to to the divine universe. I would love to write a book called Buttonless. <laughs> I don't know if somebody's already done it. But that's the concept, to get to a point where you're buttonless, where you have no buttons. All your buttons are gone. Nobody can press your buttons. Nobody can make you angry. Nobody can make you sad. Nobody, you can't blame anyone. Your buttons are gone. You're not lonely, nothing. This is what Mark Pelter told me because I was suffering from big time loneliness. And now that I look back on my life, I see that I've been lonely for so long, so long. And this is why I I gravitate to women. I'm constantly looking for the right woman, constantly. And if she's not the right woman, but she's still paying me attention, I'll still go with the flow. And then she ends up getting hurt because I don't like her that much to... Do a serious relationship, but I, I like her attention, you see? And that's that's a wound in me. So now I'm wounding someone else. You see the cycle? But I've been lonely. I'm an only child. You know, I used to play with my baseball cards or, you know... Before that, play with my toys, you know, um, throw a ball on the roof and catch it, you know, only child stuff. And uh, and I, I was never really nurtured. There's nothing against my parents. My parents are great. They just weren't nurturers, that's all. And so it's not their fault. It's just how they were raised. And how their parents were raised. And everyone's got their own programming. And that's why you can't blame people. This is what Ho'oponopono has really taught me. How can you judge someone if they're running off of their programming? Do you blame a dog for barking? Do you blame a bird for building a nest in the side of your house? Do you blame a little baby for crying at the top of his lungs or pooping in a diaper? This is the programming. This is the natural state of living beings. Everyone's operating off of programming, which is their patterns and habits. By the time a human being is about 13 years old, they're pretty programmed. By the time they're, say, 30 years old, they're totally, I mean, they're just operating like a mechanical robot. Unless they're working with higher consciousness to undo it. That's the only thing. But people are walking around to sleep. And of course, this is where the movie The Matrix comes in. Living in the simulation. Programming is what separates us. So if you clean out your programming, we're not different. We're the same. And so under that philosophy, under that knowing, that understanding, you start to drop judging. I can't judge you. My mind will judge you because it's programming. But the more you work at it, the more it drops away. So you have to go into it. It's quite a tedious process. It's tedious. If you're interested in this, it is tedious. It's not something you do for a day or a week. It's something you keep practicing over and over and over and over again. And you start undoing yourself. And in doing that, you cry. And you have guilt. Why do you have guilt? Because you realize you've been a fool. I can't speak from really my first 20 years, but let's just say from age 20 to now 42, these 22 years, I've been a fool judging people, being lonely, feeling like a victim, feeling abandoned, unnurtured, angry, frustrated. Why? I created the buttons. I created the binds with my mind. I created my own suffering. So it's okay to cry. The more you cry, the more you'll be released. And just know, if you're a parent and you have a child, I don't care what age they are, whether they're 2 years old or 20 years old, if you see them crying, I suggest you let them know that it's okay. You know, fathers especially tend to do that. They see their 5-year-old crying or something, they're like, ah, don't cry, you're a big boy now, don't cry. No, cry, cry, hug your child. Caress his or her back and say, Everything's going to be okay. You keep crying. I'm here for you. It's all good. And when you cry, you can do it to yourself. Just put your hand on your chest, on your heart, caress yourself a little, and do the same thing. Because it's your inner child your pain body that's crying for help but only you can take responsibility thanks for listening to inner peace with dr reese if this episode opened your heart feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones also be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode Until next time, may peace be with you.